0: To finding calm in the chaos. I am Denise, and this is my podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Finding Calm in the Chaos. I'm Denise Sif, and today I labeled this episode um, "Write It on Their Hearts," and I did that because I took it from the title of a book that was recently uh, recommended to me from a um, a very good friend of mine named Becky. Um, She is a pastor's wife, and this was also written by a pastor. Um, Yes, that's Buster crying in the background because I have him uh, in his little jungle gym in front of me. So it was written by a gentleman by the name of Chris Swain, who is now deceased. um, And his wife, Melissa, finished it up. But this heart, uh, this book has been very, um, it has been a life changer for me on how I react to Pete. So basically, it's called Write It It on Their Hearts. It's a practical um, guide, basically, for discipling your kids. Okay? So not disciplining, but discipling your kids and the reason I'm bringing this up is that obviously all my topics come from things that happen in my real life and um you know uh, I am raising a child in a world today where people just aren't as friendly as they used to be uh in my area um people are pretty set on what they want to do and I'm not big on peer pressure or any of that and um I just, you know, I don't really mesh, obviously, as a 53-year-old mom with a 7-year-old. I don't really mesh with a lot of 20- and 30-something-year-old moms. And just that we have different things in common, right? Our lives are different. I'm not a wine mom. I'm not a party mom. I'm not, you know, let's go dress up in costumes mom. I'm just not. And I never have been. That's not just for my age. It's just not me, okay? And so my friends are few and far between and we've talked about how this has been a huge step for me in coming out of my comfort zone trying to friend other moms and that whole mom zone in itself is like a freaking battlefield but um, we recently had a friend's Christmas uh, for Peter and we invited you know some of his friends from our home school and all that and whatnot, but Um, There was a situation um, where the very next day, um, I was sent a text message from one of the moms present telling me that she doesn't think her son or my son, essentially, should be around her son anymore um, because he's too aggressive and... Basically, uh, he uh, apparently kicked him out of his room when the other kids were playing and he pushed him down the stairs. Okay, well, I am in my house and I did not witness any of that, but I wasn't up there, right? And it's not my idea to put blame or shame on anybody. I want to know what happens, right? But I also want to know it happens when it happens, right? So that's something. um, And then you could also say like, initially like old Denise mindset set in and I'm just like well why the hell didn't you tell me when it happened so I can let you know discipline Peter and then now that I you know I sat down because you never ever address discipline or speak to your children while you're angry now this has been something that's been um, a huge saving grace for me Um, but I started going through just the motions of calming myself and and sitting down and asking Peter what happened and, uh, I guess this young boy did not want to play the game that everybody else was playing. Um, and, uh, Peter said it was frustrating for him and he told him to get out of the room. Okay. Well, that's pretty darn rude, right? I mean, just cause somebody doesn't want to do what you're doing. And so I told him, it's not really nice to do that just cause he didn't want to play the same game. Um, it's kind of rude and not a very good host to have people over for your friend's Christmas and then, Tell him he can't be in your room. Then he said there was a little like scuffling and they were coming down the stairs together and he shoved them. And I said, now we already have a rule that there is, you must hold on to a railing when you come down the stairs and you must not be holding things, let alone playing on the stairs. And so I looked at him and I said, you know, somebody could get very hurt when you're done that. So I addressed my side and he has been, um, he's not getting any YouTube and he's got extra chores this week. And I told him he also needed to apologize to this boy. I've reached out to the mom and asked her if we can have a conversation because I'm not texting this. See, people like to text shit now because they don't want to address it. And there are some, I believe, an issue with, and I'm like I said, this is pure speculation on my part. But I'm guessing that this mom does not want to speak to me. But she did say she would call me later in the day, and we just go with it, right? I can't force people to do things. But... Um, this, is, this is a situation where there is a conversation must be had, right? Because there were some behaviors at my house um, from her son that were not really, well, there were no manners, which was the issue. Um, and so there was some jumping on furniture and, and it, you know, which was not addressed. And it was our first friend's Christmas, and I should have addressed it myself, but I did not, because I didn't want to be the like, you know the BH mom. And um, there was also some food issues, um, like food issues where you're playing with your food, eating like a um, almost like a squirrel-like, shoving it in your mouth. It was a very dry cookie, and um, the crumbs went everywhere. Now, when I say a few crumbs, I'm, I'm not talking a few crumbs. The entire chair was filled, the entire table, the entire floor. And I had to pull out my vacuum mid-party because it was, uh, they did have chocolate chips in them. And uh, although I know that Chica's okay with chocolate chips, you know, licking them off the floor, I did not know how the puppy would respond to them yet. So um, I wanted to make sure they were cleaned up. I did not say anything. I was not offered assistance. So I didn't say anything. To me, those are things. For me, it's a lifestyle, right? Their parenting um, thing is different than my parenting style, And it's okay, right? Because that's their life and this is my life. Um, Would I do things differently? Absolutely. But it was kind of ironic that this was the particular family that reached out about basically saying Peter was an aggressive bully. So that being said, I sat down today and I did some reflection and I went to this book, write it on their hearts, and I said, you know what, this is where we're, this isn't about, parents going head to head on something because that's all that this is I'm upset because she's upset that I'm upset that she's upset you know what I mean because we're defending our kids but I'm not defending my kid my kid said that he pushed him out of the room and pushed him on the stairs I'm not okay with that and it was addressed it was addressed politely he had things taken away from him and he will suffer the consequences for making poor decisions Simple, And they were in their, their consequences that meet the age situation, his age requirement, and also the situation at hand. But I will say that um, I can bet you a million dollars that the other child wasn't disciplined because it wasn't addressed while it was happening. Therefore, it is what it is, right? So now I've got my husband telling me, well, you know, she's saying she really doesn't want like Peter hanging with him anymore. I don't really know if I want him hanging with like Peter hanging with him anymore, because he really had some bad behaviors. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But when they're playing together, that's a you know. And here I am trying to defend them, right? Like, well, no. I mean, what they do in their home is different than what we do in our home, and we need to embrace those differences because we need. I need to walk my my talk, right? And so I sat down. I went through this book, and one of the things I really wanted to discuss today was just going through what you do while this dog is going cray right now. He's just staring at me. There's nothing wrong with him. He's just a puppy. He wants to be in my lap and chewing my ankles right now. But um, so there are some things that we need to do, and there, there are things that this book focuses on that were huge to me. And one of the things was that there are four basic things that are required with children, and that's entertainment, information, sports, and education, Right? Because they need to have a purpose, they need to have a person, and they need to have a plan, right? And Jesus discipled by love, connection, accountability, prayer, scripture, and rest. And these are all very important. And I'm gonna say that again, because this book is, you need to get it on Amazon. It's amazing. I'm sorry, I don't have a coupon code. They don't even know I'm talking about this today. But um, it is love, connection, accountability, prayer, scripture, And rest. And we discussed this, right? I approached Peter with love because nobody is intentionally doing stuff, right? He just handled things. He doesn't have a lot of playmates. And when they come here, he probably got overexcited, finally got somebody in on a game, and then somebody wanted to change it. Did he handle it right way? No. But he handled it like a seven-year-old, right? Would and then you know. I sat him down. We talked with love. I made a connection with him. I told him, you know, you don't want to feel that way yourself, right? I had to hold him accountable. He had things taken from him and chores added. We sat down, and I said, like, let's pray. And I said, let's just say a little prayer that in the future that you can ask God for better guidance and make you strong so that you make the right decision. And if you make a mistake again, that's okay. Scripture. He doesn't understand scripture yet. We're just starting to go through the Bibles and going through Orange Theory with him now. But and then rest an appropriate bedtime because he goes to bed at 830 every day. And the last two or three, four days, we have been letting him stay up till 9, 930 for movies. And it's really not good. It is a I, you can make all the excuses you want. We all can about what time we put our kids to bed. But rest is scientifically proven to make a huge issue in almost every aspect of our children's lives. Um, I mean, we just, as parents, we need to exhibit and practice love daily, right? Amongst everyone, ourselves, right? So the transpar- So basically, we're going to love, right? We're going to have transparency. We're going to spend time with them. Less conversation, more, right? equals less transparency, all right? That's kind of how it was. Intimacy with our kids. More time spent deepens relationships, right? Be intentional with your conversations. Don't dismiss your children, okay? This is really important to me that I do have conversations with Peter. Um, and it's, it's just super important to have them. Be meaningful, right? Get laser focused on maximizing the meaningfulness of your moments, right? Make them count. Don't just, you know, have them running around like lunatics and, I mean, that's okay and there's a time and a place like that. There's also time for them to understand that something is happening. When we go to Europe, he understands that other people are not as lucky to be able to go on these trips and that he is. And he should be very fortunate and thankful for that and that when we're there, we're going to enjoy that. He isn't going to, like, dump himself on, you know, a a tablet and do all that, right? Right. Um, We need to find meaningful activities at home, right? The outside world then has a lesson to pull on our children. And the outside world right now is insane. So we want to make sure that we are focusing on what's going on on the inside world. But then we have to find a healthy balance, right? This is hard as parents right now. It is hard AF for parents right now because you need to get them out for socialization, but at the same time, you also need to make sure they're not acting like animals at people's houses or trying to push other kids down the stairs. You know what I'm saying? And then you also have empathy, right? The more mutual empathy you have for your kids, the greater and more profound your discipleship will be with them, right? We share meals as a family, No electronic devices, right? We encourage conversation. This book has been amazing. And one of the things that it really emphasizes on is time spent prioritizing your children will not go unnoticed. You just need to do it. And you can pick up this method at any age. Obviously, it's harder if you're starting as a teenager. But time stands for transparency, intimacy, meaningfulness, and empathy. And that is the formulate to writing love on your child's heart. And so I'm going to go through some other things that um, I kind of kicked off from reading this book. And we'll do that right after our sponsor so that I can take Buster out. (laughs) See you in a minute. Hey, friends, I've got a question for you. How much do you love your dog? This was an easy question for me, lots. As I started to look at the ways I could increase her quality of life, I realized there were just too many options. How was I gonna choose? That's why I partner with my friends over at Pet Matrix. Taking a scientific approach, they combine organic natural compounds with highly effective peptides to aid in my dog's health journey. All you need to really know is that the results are nothing short of amazing. All I had to do was sprinkle the dry formula onto her food once a day, and I've got my Shiba back. Our princess Shika has been using these products for more than six months now, and Pet Matrix has given our 14-year-old Shiba Inu the energy back in her stride. She's out in the yard taking steps in a single bound and chasing down the bunnies. I also shared Pet Matrix with my mom to help with her 15-year-old Chihuahua, Molly. And like a lot of dogs, Molly is tightly wound like a rubber band when it comes to fireworks. Adding a little of the Pet Matrix calm to her water every morning, gave Molly her first 4th of July without the shakes and crying. And that's what we want for our dogs. Pet Matrix helped me understand that building around the three pillars of health, immune and gut support, cognitive function and mobility and inflammation we can not only increase their quality of life but also increase their quantity of life Sheikah and i are all in you can check out pet matrix at www.mypetmatrix.com and tell them denise sends you because we love family-owned businesses you will receive a 15 percent discount using promo code denise15 at checkout so you can help your furry babies be all they can be Again, that's com and receive a 15% discount with promo code Denise15 at checkout. D E N I S E 15. Hey! hello 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 welcome back from the break we are talking about writing it on their hearts our children and you know in a real tough world how do we get you know our kids uh, we're raising not just little humans but we want to raise them in a whole different world than what we grew up in and we want to raise them to be good people you know we want to raise them the 21st century is a changing world and you know, parenting has to be intentional. Um, And I um, am focusing on raising a godly child, and it takes careful consideration because it's not just going to happen, okay? So I personally, Mr. Sith and I, have opted to do spiritual parenting, um, and it's about your role as a spiritually-minded parent, right? The God-given role that is ours alone, okay? Only we are responsible for how our children turn out, right? We need to, we want to do everything we can for them. And when we do that, and we do it in the lead and example of the discipleship um, that that Jesus did, then we're producing spiritual children, and we're putting them out in the world as spiritual adults. And that's all we can do in our role, How where they go from there. Um, hopefully they... We'll, we're, in turn, we'll take that and start doing that to their, children's when, uh, to their children when they are raising a family of their own. So these are some of the rules that Mr. Sith and I have been doing. And um, the first one is that, you know, children should be taught to be confident in themselves, okay? Not relying on other things, right? Because every child is unique, and they should be taught so. Okay. It's okay if they're weird. It's okay if they're different. It's okay. It, it just let them be them. And it's hard in a world cuz there's like, you know, uh, there's our there're bullies around every corner. And when you teach confidence, we're hoping that that confidence will dismiss bullies remarks. And um you know, uh, you can do that. I mean, you you're, you're going to have different inherent values. They're going to have different talents, different skills, but We try to avoid comparisons between children and harsh criticism because that – when you're doing that, you're conflicting that they're actually unique, right, and that they are – should be confident in their unique characteristics if you're criticizing them because they're not like, you know, Johnny, right? Um, But we're trying to teach him that God loves him, and so do we. And if he has that in his heart going forward – then he'll be able to lead with confidence and also let people know that God loves them also for who they are. Uh, We're also trying to teach him to value others. They're kids, right? Kids are going to be kids. Um, They will come to realize, as they do come to realize, that they're unique, right? They're also going to learn to respect and value others irrespective of their status in life. This is what I teach as us as humans, right? As adults, that we need to accept other people's, respect other people's truth. We don't need to accept them into our own. But when we respect everybody's unique characteristics and we don't shove them down other people's throats, then we're good to go, right? But we also need to be mindful of what our kids really are, right? I mean, if if you're not aware whether or not your kid's a bully, you're not you need to get involved in your parenting. You need to know what they're doing 24/7. It's a new world people, it's a new world. I didn't make it up, the world made it up. We did this as a humanity, right? I want Peter to know that they are privileged to be alive. Okay? Not as a person, not of a color. He is privileged to be alive. And with those privileges come responsibility. And the need to be respectful to not only other people and his friends, but to animals and nature and to life. And you just use that with little situations like we ran upon, right? The situation with like, hey, I told him, you're not, you know, I'm not mad. I'm just, I'll be disappointed, but I just need to know the truth and you need to tell me the truth. And when you have this kind of relationship that they have in the Swain book, Write It on Their Hearts, when you have a relationship where you are using the time formula, right, then you are going to have children who trust you and will speak to you. And Peter told me that, yes, he indeed kicked him out of the room and that they scuffled on, on the stairs and he knew it was wrong. And, um, and he knew there would be consequences. He was disrespectful to a friend and to another human. And his responsibility was to entertain his friends, and he violated that. Therefore, he has a certain... um, uh, There are going to be consequences for that. And consequences for a 7-year-old is, you know, no YouTube. And um, he has no TV for three days. And I will hold force for that, right? So um, I also want... We're teaching him that... He's called to lead and not follow. This is important. When you got kids that are just laying around in the background, I don't mean that as, you know, to be bad, but teach them that it's okay to say no and be different. They should be trained to be confident with leadership. They should stand for what they believe in. And as parents, we should ensure that what they believe in is mirroring the principles of honesty and integrity. Teach them that true letters like leaders. They serve people and that's why I got Peter to tell me the truth and he accepted the responsibility for that he was honest with me and I I, I admire his integrity in coming forward and saying that he was wrong um, there was that you know and I also was really honest with him and said hey listen there it, there could be a potential I'm not gonna lie that you know, this other boy and his parents are not going to want you to be around. Is that on you? No. I mean, it's a little dramatic, you know. They rarely had interaction before. We've done very little together outside of classrooms, and I'm not responsible for what goes on in a classroom if a teacher isn't breaking stuff up or telling me, but I've never been weird, um, alerted to anything within a classroom. Um So, you know, sometimes it's just not a good mesh and it is what it is. So, you may not have a friend in this little boy anymore. Be responsible to accept that. Okay. And as all you can do is going forward, you're going to lead into being a better person. That's all you can do, right? All you can do is apologize. And if it works out, it works out, right? Because when you apologize, You also have to make sure you're following through with your word. Because if you keep doing the same thing, it's not an apology, right? Now we're just a punching bag. Not literally, but, you know, the repetitive boom, 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 over and over. So um, another thing that um, I'm seeing, these next two, they're very important to me. I do get a lot of looks from people, as so does Mr. Sif. Um, about these next two, and that's setting boundaries very early in their lives. Let me tell you, children's liberty should be increased on the basis of their sense of responsibility, not because. Okay. Appropriate rewards for good responsibility will also encourage your child. Okay. You don't buy them, um, you know, a $7,000, you know, you don't buy things for things over and over and over again or, you know, say, don't do this, don't do it, don't, and they're like, you know, all over the place, OK? They, when you say not to do something, they must do that. The boundary is, is that I am the parent and you are the child. That's not mean. That's your responsibility as an adult who chose to have children. You brought them into this world. Raise them to be appropriate with other people. Don't do them a disservice. By giving them everything that they want. And then they get into a real world. And we are wind up in a situation like we are in the actual world today. Where the least bit of negative or no in someone's life ruins their life. They're like lost. They're in, they feel entitled. I've had this my whole life. Why can't I have it right now? Well, you just asked me for like a $30,000 raise. And you started yesterday. But I really like this job, and it's what I do. I know, but you've been here for two days. These are real-life instances. That's real, man. That was a Reddit situation. I read that on Reddit. Um, But teach them to have and set boundaries, okay? A child who gets everything he or she wants is going to grow up with a negative sense of entitlement. I'm going to say that again for the people in the back so they know the current situation. A child who gets everything he or she wants will grow up with a negative sense of entitlement. Setting up strict bedtime routines is a simple example of this. It needs to be followed without fail, okay? This is science. Literally Google it. I'm not going to go through it. It would be literally five podcasts, okay? Healthy sleep will change who your child is and they need to be taught to trust God who provides and to pray for their needs. And we started late, because I had like a little, you know, religious conversion, but Peter's starting to understand that if you need something or you need strength, we don't pray for things from God. We pray for help in enduring, getting through, but we don't pray for things, right? Uh, Another one, disciplining, punitive and unpunitive. Okay, I'm not saying beach kid's ass. Don't send me any emails. But I'm saying, if your kid's out of line and he might need a little slap on the ass, I don't care. Don't care. Sorry, not sorry. Okay? I have never beat Peter's ass. But I will tell you this. The one time I repeatedly said something and he was ignoring me like I didn't exist and I was a POS, I literally got up And I was going to spank him, but when I went to spank him, my freaking, I was in a lupus flare and I literally yanked my wrist out and I'm like, you know what? I can't even like hit anybody. Like I can't even like give him a whack on his behind. And so, um, I not going to lie. I picked up the Harry Potter book and I whacked him on the ass and it was number one. If anybody, okay. It wasn't number four. It was number one. And he looked at me. I don't think it hurt him outside of, oh my God, did she just do that? And I sat down, and he said, I'm sorry that I, that I disrespected you. And I wasn't listening. And I said, I'm sorry that I lost my poop, and I hit you with the Harry Potter book. And where that's the understanding. Always apologize to your children. It shows that you're human, but it also shows that you have compassion, and that it, if you, people are wrong, you can say you're sorry. This is super important. And, uh, and then we run with it. And then we haven't had any issues since. But try not to disciple um, or discipline. So you, you want to disciple by speaking, like I was just causing sorry, I'm reading my notes wrong, uh, as I'm too busy worried about what the dogs are doing. Um, but in order to disciple properly, you need to make sure you're not addressing or disciplining in anger, right? Don't make empty threats. I see this a million times, and they're same people who don't know why their kids are out of control. Don't make me get up, but you never get up. They, know, they hold no sense of an end of line, because there is no line. You just sit there and hold a rope while they run around and tie you up, OK? Don't make empty threats. There is a balanced approach to discipline. So as a child grows older, you know you can learn to communicate and reason more and punish less, right? And that's kind of what I'm trying to do now with Peter because he understands because we've been doing it for a while, right? So the punishment should be proportionate to the wrongdoing too, right? Like don't tell him you're going to ground him for life. How many times have I heard that as a kid that my dad was going to ground us for life and I came home late and I'm like, okay, see you next weekend where I'm grounded for life again, right? You know what I mean? Like, come on. He did something. We acknowledged it. He told the truth. We came to a grip. He was wrong. The, he knew that he would have to pay a consequence. Consequence is three days without YouTube and no none of his channels. He can only watch TV if I'm watching my channels, which is essentially um, documentaries and the Food Network. Um, so just make sure that the, the punishment is proportionate to the wrongdoing. Discipline has to be consistent, and parents should not send conflicting signals. Both parents have to be on board, right? So, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, it's it just because if not, it, it's just, you know, when done right, the positive discipline will create an intimacy, right, part of time, right, transparency, intimacy, meaningfulness, and empathy, and not distance, because in those situations, a child will know to come back and apologize. And Peter does like 99.9% of the time. But if you're not disciplining your child, especially if they're in public and they have behavior that is just not things you will do, Peter does stuff in my house and I'm just like, dude, don't you do that by somebody else's house. Like you do and I will address it. Like Peter loves food, okay? Okay. And sometimes he gets a little goofy and he'll start doing the finger scraping and the whatever. And I'm like, hey, listen, I understand we're at our house, but I want you to know that's not how you eat at a table. And when we're out or you're at somebody's house, how do you eat? And he'll usually respond to me, with my fork and my spoon and a knife, you know, but not a sharp one. Only you can use a sharp one right now because he's only on butter knives right now. Um, another one, keep the lines of communication open. And this is where um, transparency and intimacy is going to really come into um, to, to line here. Because when you're talking to your children, you can't be alarmed at whatever you're hearing, especially when they're older. I sat down with Peter and I said, I just want to know what happened. Okay. Um, there's always two sides to a story, period. And I'm not mad at you. I just need to know whether or not it's something, you know, that needs to addressed. Because let me tell you, just because a parent emails you or sends you a text that their kid said something and they didn't question their kid or they don't know the other side of the story and they expect flat out that your kid's wrong... Because if Peter had told me that he didn't do anything, I'd flat out just have the conversation with that parent and be like, listen, obviously something happened. We weren't there and we don't know. But I did tell Peter that he needs to be more inclusive when he has friends over. And just in case he did touch somebody to keep his hands to himself because that's not respectful for our friends. However, he said he did not do that. And I believe him because he's not lied to me in the past. We have an open communication. And when you have that relationship that open line of communication with your kid, you know whether or not he's telling the truth or not. When I was in high school and I was getting trouble for like everything, my high school would call my mom like literally every other day. My mom would flat out be like, "Okay, why am I being called again?" She would look at me, "What happened?" And I tell her every single time, if the I don't care how bad it was, I told her I did it because Then I knew I wouldn't lose that line of communication of her trust. Yeah, I was doing bad stuff. But because I was the kid in high school that did bad stuff, I got blamed for stuff I didn't do. And so she would come and be like, "Uh, were you the person that did that? I absolutely emphatically did not do that. In fact, I was over here doing this at that time and they didn't even know. And she would say, she didn't do it. And she'd fight for me. And I'm telling you, that respect with my mother still holds to this day, that my word is my word, and her word is her word, and she will stick by me no matter what because she knows, right? And so that's why it's important. That was kind of an extreme situation, but I'm telling you, my mom stuck up for me many a time when I told her flat out I didn't do it because I didn't do it. And so it's important, right? Don't be judgmental. Keep an open mind. Stay calm. Give practical answers as much as possible. Know their friends and families of their friends. This is important for more than one reason. There's no sleepovers for Peter. We um, I've talked with one of the parents about coming here and doing an all nighter and letting the boys like sit up and watch TV and like, you know, bring in the, the big, you know, king coil, you know, blow up mattress in the living room and letting them like do an all-nighter. But, um, and we're up to, but just not alone in a house. I don't know sisters. I don't know brothers. I don't know aunts, neighbors, uncles. I don't know. And in today's world, you just can't. You know, I wasn't big on, um, I didn't get to go to a lot of sleepovers, but mainly because my dad was the drunk and nobody wanted him showing up at 2 a.m. to collect me. Um, just saying. Um, but, you know, when they feel comfortable talking to you is the bottom line then you can point them in the right direction prayerfully, right? He was, I asked him, why would you fight with him on the stairs or even give him the illusion? He said he didn't push them. He said that, that they were tugging back and forth on the stairs. But he knows that's wrong. So I said, why did you do that? And he said, I don't know. My mind was just crazy. Okay, but what do you think God would have done? God wouldn't have done that. Okay, well the next time you're in that situation, stop literally, like, you know, w w j d and and just pause. He's old enough to know this. He's 7. We take we think our kids are babies. We either treat our kids like babies or we treat them too young like adults. And both is wrong. We have to find that happy happy medium. Where is it? I don't know. Again, you have to have a relationship with your child and engage it per kid. You know what I'm saying? So, <clears throat> um, and that leads right into what we were already talking about. You need to, You need to build a safe village around your kids because, you know, they all say it takes a village to raise a child. Well, teach them how to avoid inappropriate touches from anyone, how to speak up if it ever happens. Let them know their bodies are theirs and that their body is a temple of God. Peter knows nobody touches him anywhere. You know what else he knows? There are no secrets from mommy. There are no secrets. And let me tell you, daddy has done ice cream treats and all sorts of stuff. And I haven't said anything to Mr. Sith because he made, he was a promise not to tell mommy we were having ice cream before dinner. But you know what? He told me that he did because there are no secrets with mommy. Okay. That's important that we talk about stuff like that. They need to know, you know, it's not just stranger danger anymore because a lot of this is right in our backyard. These people are professionals and they know it's today's world, my friends. So don't be caught off guard. You got to be on guard. If you are a parent and you are not a mama bear or a daddy bear, I'm gonna be honest with you. Wake the F up because you need to be in today's world. Okay. It is a dangerous world, what they are doing with children today. Okay? And we need to be vigilant. Uh, we need to model what you want them to learn. People, Lord knows, Jesus, Jesus help me. Every day I will say, Jesus help me get through this. Because. There are things your kid's gonna do that pisses you off during the day, okay? Duh, right? As moms, we wanna cry, laugh, freak out, drink, eat a box of chocolate, cry in the bathroom, laugh. Sometimes we just laugh because we just can't freaking believe this just happened and there's nothing else you could do but laugh. <laughs> but don't be different from what you're trying to teach them, okay? So I come from a very violent household. I come from a place where there are literally verbal assaults on you okay I in a in a in, in the past I know that I had like a weaponry okay I could be super mean but I could take somebody down emotionally intentionally by just slaying some some words that are, that are sharper than knives okay and I learned that from the best okay that's what my dad did. And it's horrible because those are the words that sorry, don't take back. Those are the words that cause the internal bruising, right? Those are the ones that do the internal scarring. Those are the ones that you take with you when you're 30, 40, 50, 60, you're 70, 80, 90 on your deathbed. Okay. I don't know how long you're, I don't know if I'm gonna make it to 90, but you know what I'm saying? So I learn from the best and I know how to do that. And I have to stop myself because I feel it coming when I know it's when I'm pissed, I just walk away and I literally be like, Jesus, I need you right now. Like right now it's coming because if I don't invite him in, then the devil going to take over. You know what I'm saying? So I invite him in and I've never had that before. I'm mean, going to sound silly, but if you've, known me for more than 15 years, you know I was a force to be reckoned with. I don't care if you're a professional boxer, if you're an MMA artist, if you got black belt and whatever. Okay? If you came and tried in my territory and you set me off the wrong way, I took you down physically, mentally, emotionally. I destroyed you to protect myself. Totally normal response in a completely dysfunctional manner. So it's important that Peter doesn't see this, which is why it was so important for me to do this self-development, this inner child work, this learning how to work through rage management because I don't want him to have to go through all this. Is every moment like, Kittens and rainbows? It is not, okay? But I will tell you that I'm a completely different person than I was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, five years ago, okay? So when you are mirroring, you're mirroring the behavior that you want your children, right? So you want want your children to, to mirror what they see. Okay, because that's what they're gonna do instinctively, not what they listen. Okay, because you could tell them over and over, but they're gonna do what they see. So it was important for me and for us as parents to walk the talk. Okay, I sit here and I'm talking about self development and I practice it every day. And here I've been, you know, text message overnight. I got to practice and put into place all of the things, right? I implemented the plan of what happens. Because I could tell you, I wouldn't be doing a podcast about this, asking for a talk, sitting down with my son, asking what happened if five, six years ago, after the behavior from this kid in my house. I would have flipped the heck out and been like, dude, and blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. And just, and you know what that would have done? Escalate a situation, total nightmare, no chance of salvaging a relationship. Then I got to see these people every day, give them stink eyes. Because it takes up too much energy, man. It's too much energy to do that kind of stuff. When you could just put it out in the open, get it all done, tit for tat, boom, 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 boom. Got it all done. Like I told Peter, you may or may not have a relationship with this kid going forward know that those are the consequences could be no harm no foul maybe you don't want to be friends with this kid I don't even know I asked him he said he did I like his mom so like you know it is what it is sometimes we have to make sure that we're not forcing things on people because we like or want a friendship with them I mean, if she doesn't want her kid playing with my kid, I mean, we're not going to hang. Know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to be mean to her. But I can't force that just because I want to hang with her as a mom. It is what it is. But we have to put those feelings aside and address the situation at hand and respect the decisions that get taken care of. Right? So again, it's important for us as parents to walk the talk and uh, to truly raise godly children you have to exhibit the right values and most importantly let them see you pray let them see you talk to God let them see you do devotional let them see you write gratitude and learn what love is from how you treat people not what you say and I want to treat these people like I did yesterday with kindness I cleaned up after her child I gave them gifts when they left because that's what I do. I'm like a hostess thing. I love to send home gift bags with people. I love it. I love a party. And I'm able to do so again. And I want to share that with other people. It means I don't want anything in return. I just love it. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. I just love it. But these are things. We need to start raising godly children in a changing world, okay? We need to start understanding that We can't just leave them to be of their own, like their own devices. They don't have devices. They don't understand the world. And instead of disciplining our kids, because there is a time and a place for that, we need to start discipling our kids, right? And creating a lifelong, I mean, I am so excited because I can only imagine the relationship that I'm going to have with Peter as a tween, as a teen, as a young adult, as, a, as an adult, how this, and, and oh my gosh, my heart warms just thinking he would take this kind of how I tried to raise him to the best of my ability. Oh, it's going to crack, it's going to choke me up and just take that forward and, with his children and just create more kindness in the world. It means everything to me. It does. And it just doesn't pay. And and I I know there are lots of people out there who are, you know, chucking up to, you know, you're in a bad situation. You're in this and that. Listen, you control who you are. No one has control over that. And the one thing I had as a kid, because, you know, when you're a kid and you're in a dysfunctional household, I don't know if there's any teens listening, any young adults I don't know, but know that when there was so much chaos around me as a child, I just knew in my heart that that wasn't the way. And I'm telling you, it's because of faith. I always had faith that there was more. Don't lose that drive. It doesn't matter if it's crazy in your house. It doesn't matter if your mom and dad are just nutso, okay? It doesn't matter if they're beating your ass. I mean, it does, but it doesn't change your future because you can be the change. You can be the person who stops the vicious cycle, And you're going to get a lot of kickback from that, I'll warn you now, because I do every day, I get kickback. And it doesn't matter because they're pissed that you broke the cycle because they don't have the strength in them, and most likely it's because they lack faith. They don't believe in God. They blame God for things and decisions that they have made. All right, the Holy Spirit literally slapped me on the back of the head for 10 years while I walked away from him. And finally I accepted him in my heart and things have been glorious ever since then. When you're not listening to them little voices and you're just listening to the Holy Spirit in your heart and things change for the better. But this is the situation, this ran late, I don't care. I know you guys don't care, but you enjoy your day today. And remember, as always, you want to lead with kindness, especially during this beautiful Christmas season. Love you guys. Talk to you next week. Thank you, friends, for spending this time with me today. If you found some calm listening in, please take a moment to subscribe to Finding Calm in the Chaos. And just so you don't miss out on future episodes, make sure you're receiving notifications. Thanks again. Until next time, lead with kindness.